0: Welcome to the O.A. Light a Candle meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org, where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual O.A. members and do not represent O.A. as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Kelly. Hello, uh, Kelly B, Recover Compulsive Overeater. Hey uh, I'm super grateful to be here tonight. Um, this was one of the first meetings I actually came to in 2018. Um, so it's an honor to be asked, um, and uh, thank you, Pico um, for asking me. Um, so what it was like, um, you know, grew up in an alcoholic home, grew up in a compulsive overeating home, um, so food was my solution to the pain I felt. Um, so I, from eight years old is when, you know, I started looking to food for comfort, you know, whether it's in multiple servings of pasta, um, you know, eating my dad's double dogs, um, you know, going for, you know, one of my infamous stories is, you know, the baked chocolate cakes, I would cut the bottom of the chocolate cake, and then eat the bottom of the chocolate cake so that no one would notice that I (laughs) ate part of it. Um, You know, there are a lot of sneak eating. um, And as we, you know, as I I got older, I think it was around 12, um, you know, my doctor pulled my dad aside. And, of course, I was listening and said, hey, you know, if your daughter doesn't deal with her weight now, she's going to be dealing with this the rest of her life. Um, so that was my first diet. Um, so started on a diet there, but, you know, I didn't like the diet. I didn't like eating healthier. So now I'm going off and, you know, going in the cabinets, getting my food, getting my fix. Um, and then around 15 is when, you know, it, I became very apparent. I was aware more of my body. I was aware of, you know, how I was obese, you know, and... Uh the first thing we tried was going to uh Jenny or sorry uh going to a commercial weight loss program with my mom and uh you know we, went, we did that you lose 20 pounds and then now you know now I've graduated from the program and then now now I've gained you know all the weight back plus more um and around that time I also went to OA I went to two meetings um the first meeting you know Everyone was a lot older than me, you know, thinking I was a 15-year-old kid. Um, So I didn't relate to anyone. I didn't like that they were talking about God. Um, Went to a second meeting. My mom joined me. She was asking. She was sharing. She was crying. I was crying. And I was like, this is just too emotional for me. Um, You know, so that was the end of OA at that time. Um, So, you know, I was an athlete, too. So I looked kind of normal uh, to an extent, but, you know, I, I would work out for five hours and then, you know, binge that amount. Um, you know, there was a lot of pain in the home. Um, you know, my dad got two DUIs during that time. He moved, he, he got moved out of the house and I was really close to my dad. Um, cause he was a stay at home dad and my mom was the, you know, breadwinner. So I was like heartbroken when he had this. so I was like, well, I want to go live with dad. Um, so there was a lot of turmoil around that time, and food was there to, like, keep me alive and keep me safe and keep me, keep me going, um, and then go to college, uh, and, you know, now I'm binge eating and I'm binge drinking um and thinking okay if i could just get through this like get to the next part and it was always like a theme of if i could just get to this if i could just do this if i could just do this um you know i mean i remember senior year you know i hit my top weight at 225 you know and it, it was it was really sad i was sitting in my bed there was chicken tenders and fries and i would like put them all around the bed and then i would watch a tv show and just go to town you know um and I missed friends' birthday parties i mess i missed events um i was oh, I was notoriously late to all friend events um and it was really you know it really it was really at the time I thought it was normal right you know um I, I think this all of this binge eating everyone's doing it everyone's doing they're running a half marathon and they're binge eating um so then You know, it gets to the point where, okay, I finally graduate, barely. I mean, I used to say, like, oh, Ds get degrees. Like, that was my motto. My mom didn't like that motto. (laughs) Um, But thankfully, I did graduate. um, And uh, (laughs) I didn't want to go home because, unfortunately, the alcoholism was getting worse in the home. Um, So I wanted to get away from my problems. So I moved to California from New York. Um, and what do you know like I follow me here um, and all of the problems and all of the dysfunction and all of the issues follow me here um, so I think I had gotten to the normal body weight before because I went on those college diets and then come out here six months I'm working an office job and now I'm just binging uncontrollably at my desk um, and I was like okay I made my dream job like then there must be another diet that can get this to go away. Um, so I go on another diet. Now now I have two years of a cycle of where I'm binging, restricting. I'm training for two marathons in the same year. Um, you know, I, I think, like, one morning, you know, before I did my first marathon, I was like, oh, I could do 16 miles this morning because I ate a pizza yesterday. Then so I do this 16 miles. And, you know, my my body was messed up. I mean, Uh, I'd go to the doctor, they would look at my heartbeat, and they're like, this is so low. This is not a normal heartbeat. Um, And it was just, yeah. So that was that experience of two years. Um, And then now, like, where I start to, uh, and I'll interweave Bill's story later on in the share, but where, you know, Bill talks about it, like, took him two years of, like, trial and error to, like, finally concede to his innermost self that he had an issue, um, so I was like, okay, we're gonna move ahead with okay. Let's try this diet. We try this for two years, and then now I think that I'm smarter than everyone. There's a 2,000 person company I'm working at. I think I'm smarter than everyone else as a 24 year old, and this is like where the ego like will kill me. Um, so so I quit thinking. Oh, I could start my own job. I could start my own company. Um, meanwhile, I'm feeding off of my mom's you know paychecks for rent. Um, I'm binging uncontrollably. Now we have delivery apps that I'll have three delivery apps serving me at the same time. Um, and I think I'm on top of the world. Um, so you know, now we have a year of that. and this is when like the deep spiral happened where it was like binging five days a week. you know, I would get reprieves here and there, but I would buy myself most of the day. I, I couldn't make you know, I couldn't pay for rent myself, I needed help, um, you know, my mom is paying for my insurance, and, like, I thought this was all normal, you know, like, and they talk about it in the book, like, the alcoholic life is the only thing normal to us, or to me, um, and, you know, it, it just continues to spiral, and then it was July 2018 when, um, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give up. I'm moving back to New York. I'm, um, I'm going to go live in my mom's basement. I'm giving up on this career. You know, I don't know what else to do. So give notice on my apartment, start selling all my furniture. And then we get to this point where a um, friend was like, hey, is there any chance you would stay in California? I was like, unless, sarcastically, I was saying, unless a job falls from the sky, will I stay in California? That week, a job fell from the sky And then that same week, you know, I had this booming voice that came into my mind and said, if you don't go back to OA, you're going to lose this job. Because God knows, like, what my motivations are. So, you know, he knew how to get my attention. Um, So the the seed had been planted when I was 15. That OA was available. Um, I think I I had went to an Al-Anon meeting once around the time my dad passed in 2016, Um, So I was aware, you know, unfortunately my dad, you know, he lost his fight to alcoholism, um, you know, in 2016. So I knew there was help available, but I just wasn't willing to look at it, you know. Um, So I come to OA, immediately relate, Serenity Sunday, um, and I was like, okay, this is my people, this is my place. Um, But I wasn't willing to go to any lens, you know. I was willing to go to meetings, I was willing to call people. Uh, I was willing to do service, um, but I wasn't willing to put down my alcoholic foods. Um, so I, I you know I, I worked at twelve and twelve for a year, but was still binging. It, there was just no guidelines around it. And you know, I just wasn't I wasn't willing yet. I wasn't in enough pain. Um, so then another year, you know, I switched sponsors thinking, oh, this will fix the problem. Um, go through the big book with him, but I'm now binging during me doing the fourth step. You know for six months, you know, um, and I was like, but there's people in the rooms that are happy, like there's people in the rooms that are doing well that have done this for a long amount of time. How come I haven't gotten it how come i ha how come how come it's been this way for me um, and then uh, you know it's October 2020 we're in pandemic, and I was like, you know, it's either death or this food addiction goes away, you know, it's, it it really, it became very clear that I only had two options, um, you either try this program one more time and be fully committed, or, you know, go off to the bitter end, um, so, uh, there was a sponsor that I had known for two years, but I was always uncomfortable asking her because I knew she had a strict abstinence. I knew she had a strict program. I knew she gave a lot of service. Um, so I asked her to be my sponsor and I didn't want to lose her. So in the beginning it was based on fear. I was like, okay, let me just do what she says. But then, but then the reprieve came. Then like that connection with the higher power came. Um, you know, I hadn't talked to my mom for two years. Um, cause you know, when in doubt, blame your mom for your childhood. And Um, you know, she finally helped me to, like, during that third step, I listened to a podcast about, like, really just seeing people as, like, they're humans, we're all children of God, we're we're all doing the best we can at any given time, and, like, finally the pain and that sickness around my mom finally melted, and I no longer had these insane expectations of her and I was able to keep moving ahead in the steps, um, you know, and I moved through the big book in three months. Um, you know, we did a quick fourth step i don't I don't recommend staying in a fourth step for six months. Um, you know, the way that I did it this time, it was two to three hours I had to do the fourth step, and then I turned it over as quickly as possible. Um, you know, and I finally had that spiritual waking. I was like, wait, so. This is all I had to do. <laughs> That's all I had to do to do a spiritual awakening. Because um, now it seems like oh, that was not that was nothing. But I mean, it was a lot of work, um, and it's a daily reprieve. So it's like you know I'm doing this work every day, um, but it was it's such a di- it was such a difference. Um, uh, you know, I guess I, I'll talk, and you know, I have a lot of time in this share. <laughs> um, I guess I could talk talk more about maybe my character defects, Um, you know, six and seven, where, you know, my ego will kill me, my pride will kill me. Um, I think that was also part of why I had so many issues, you know, hadn't fully conceded to my innermost self that I had alcoholic foods, or, you know, hadn't fully conceded to my innermost self that God has a plan. Um, I think that works a lot around work for me, around family, around relationships, is that God has a plan for everything that I'm doing, and I need to be constantly, every second of every day, like, giving my will over, and, like, how that looks, um, you know, I came in to California thinking, oh, I'm going to be in the music industry, this is going to be my career, I'm going to be doing this for 30 years, I had a whole plan, elaborate plan, and then I come in here, and It wasn't that, you know, Um, but now I'm in a job that I love. I'm doing a master's degree. I have a loving relationship. Um, Yeah, I could talk more about relationships too. You know, I I came into these rooms, never had having a relationship, Um, you know, I was was scared of men, Um, you know, with my body image. I didn't think I, you know, was worthy, whatever. All the stories I was telling myself. But now, like, a year and a half, after I finished the 12 steps, God brought me this, like, amazing man in my life. Um, And that's, like, another gift of, like, doing the work where it's, like, okay, I take inventory of my actions each day. Like, okay, how am I contributing, you know, in the 10th step, like, how am I contributing to my own pain? You know, um, a lot of the times it's my selfishness. It's, okay, like, I think he should be behaving a certain way. And... That's you know, and I want him to do this, so when I get down to it, it's usually just fear, you know, um you know it kind of comes down to that for me a lot of I, like with the big Vic says a hundred forms of fear <laughs> is like what I have, um and that's what gets treated on like a daily basis. It's like, okay, what's under this okay, here's the fear, okay, now like you know, ask God to remove it um. You know, my daily practice, um, you know, I do my meditation in the morning. I have sponsee calls. Um, you know, the beauty of Zoom has really, like, grown our fellowship in the last few years um, where, you know, I have a sponsee in Canada. I have a sponsee in um, Colorado. And uh, we, we make, our, make it work. And it's like you really can, like, have relationships, like, everywhere. And, you know, like, it, it's just so, so beautiful, um, you know, all of the gifts that I've gotten from this program. Um, you know, and it's a complete character change, too. I mean, I don't behave at all the way I used to behave, um, you know, and that's the result of doing these steps, um, you know, and going, yeah, um, oh, my God, i so much time. (laughs) Um, what could I dig more into? Um... I think step 12. So, you know, step 12, you know, where we continue to carry this message. um, You know, that was really something that when I started working with the current sponsor from day one, it's you're getting recovered so you can help the next person. Um, So, essentially, it's like, yes, you need to get healthy, but, like, you're doing this so that you can grow the fellowship, that you can help the next person that comes in that feels hopeless. Um, So... That's, a, like, a lot of what I've worked on is, like, okay, I always have a sponsee that's, like, actively in the big book, you know, one, to help them, but two, to keep me, you know, recovered. Um, and then, you know, then I have my other two sponsees where, we're you know, we work the 12 and 12, we we stay in touch, we, we keep working, but I'm always supposed to be looking for that next that next person to help them, you know, recover, get them through the big book and, you know three to four months, um, you know, do it quickly um, and thoroughly, um, you know, and then also saying yes to engagements like they told me this morning. They're like, oh, we need a speaker. I'm like, okay, I'm there. Um, But, you know, the first thought was like, but I have other things to do. And it's like, no, this is is the reason you have your life. The 12 steps is the reason you have your life today. Um, So you're going to be there. (laughs) Um, And it is beautiful that you get, like, you know, this God consciousness um, where it's a little voice that, like, tells me, okay, this is the next step. This is the next step um, for you to do. Um, yeah. I don't know if we should leave jump into questions or if anyone has any topics they want to talk about. <laughs> I was a little intimidated by the length of the share. This is the longest one I've had to do so far. Yeah, yeah. How do I work the 12 steps through my relationship? Um, so, you know, I guess step one, you know, I'm powerless over my relationship. Um, so that means I don't know what's best for me in relationships. God has a plan in this area. Um, so that's that step one. So step two, um, you came to believe a power, could restore us from sanity. So, okay, like this higher power has solved my food addiction. So how do I give this relationship to the higher power, um, which looks like, for me, like, you know, asking a sponsor, like, hey, like, you know, this is what happened, so, so the other day, I'll, I'll bring up the story, um, uh, this, this little puppy peed on the couch next to my boyfriend, and he was, like, sitting in the pee, and I didn't really, you know, I didn't really react much, I was, like, well, the puppy, like, you know, it's gonna pee, and, um, you know, he had a big reaction to it, and I didn't really think much of it, you know, but then, like, and then he was stressed out about the car parking situation, and then, you know, I, ha- I had to do a 10-step about it, because I, like, really was, like, it really, like, it's just pee, like, you have a dog, you know, and, you know, I talked to one of my friends about this, and she was like, well, Kelly, like, you know, you could have been a little bit more empathetic, you know, about the pee, you know, uh, and, you know, it was nice that he drove you. as a 45-minute drive. You know, why don't you thank him for driving you? Um, you know, and then after that call, I felt a sense of release. I finally let go of the anger of, like, why is he saying, oh, because he had made this remark about, um, oh, I should charge you for the drive or whatever, you know, and I didn't like that remark. Um, so... Instead, yeah, the next day I you know assess it, where's my part, and whatnot, and then we talk about, okay, being gratitude that you know you have someone that is um, willing to drive and you know and 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 whatnot, so I did that, and then I felt better, you know, and like that's the beauty of a tenth step is that you know, okay, like I have to get out of my head because what I think is he shouldn't have made that comment, um but there's a reason he made the comment, you know. And everyone needs, you know, you, you express gratitude. Um, so I guess step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. So this is like, God knows what I should be doing with this relationship. So um, if it if the relationship is meant to work out, it's going to continue. And if it's meant to not work out, it will discontinue. But my work is is that, Um, My side of the street needs to stay clean. Um, So what behaviors am I doing that is hurting this person? Um, Well, I don't actively hurt him, but, like, you know, that I'm not recognizing. Um, So let me try to think of a behavior that... um, My stubbornness. Stubbornness around how you know, air conditioning, there we go. It's a hot day in LA. <laughs> we don't have an air conditioner um, at our house. And, you know, I, I, I could be like, well, these are the steps you need to take to get this air conditioner to our house. But, he, you know, it's just, he has his own way of doing things, and all I can do is ask directly, um, you know, and then ultimately, like, it's up to the higher power. If, if I'm really gonna complain so much about this air conditioning, I buy it myself. You know, and then the issue's resolved. Um, you know, so I guess it's a little bit of that. Uh, maybe it's starting to do a more moral inventory of ourselves. Um, so for me, there is a lot of stuff that comes up around like sexual abuse and trauma that came up in the fourth step, um, where I was carrying these resentments that I had against men, against my dad, um, into the relationships with other men. So. That's how the fourth step helped to clean up um, all of the negative stuff that I had around, um, you know, abuse and whatnot. Um, Being able to see that, like, okay, like, just because he, um, just because there was something that happened there, this isn't the same person. Um, So that's how the inventory helped me in that area. yeah, admitting to ourselves the exact nature of our wrongs. So that's where I admit my stubbornness, um, my laziness, where, you know, I, I can help clean the dishes, I can help take out the trash, you know, I can be a part of, like, the household chores, um, you know, we have a dog that we share, um, you know, I I can take out the dog for a walk, like, you know, there's so many things that I can, I can be of service in this area of my life. Um you know, and then I ask God to please help me remove these defects, um, and, you know, continue, I can make persons without you harm, I to to make amends to them all, so that's, like, in my nightly inventory, but also throughout the day, like, if I've made a mistake, um, I have to try to deal with it quickly, I try to do a spot check inventory, where, you know, for the newcomer, that's just where, like, okay, I feel uncomfortable, there's discomfort, uh, let me like write it down and try to figure out okay where's my part what's the issue where is this what is this affecting my sexual relations is this affecting my personal relations is this affecting my um, you know uh, the other ones in that part, in that section um, and then we'll go about okay if do I owe an apology um, and then I'll go make that apology to my boyfriend um, you know, and that's the same thing with step 10, doing that with, like, the inventory process, um, my prayer and meditation, step 11, so that's, you know, in the mornings, I always make sure to do that, and then throughout the day, if I need to take pauses, you know, I do a lot of walking meditations, I find that very helpful, where, you know, I'm just with God, I'm talking to God, I'm asking for direction, um, you know, and having had a spiritual awakening, now I need to turn my turn my attention to someone else. So, whether that's, you know, uh, calling newcomers from the meeting or, you know, um, returning calls um, or being of service at work where, okay, like, you know, especially at work, you know, it's like I have to – I'm just a humble servant and, like, I have to remind myself that each day, like – You're just here to be of service. You're not here to run the show. You're not here to be the best person. You're just here to help the next person. Um, So that's kind of, yeah, how I work that in relationships. Um, Yeah, that was a good question. (laughs) Got me on a tangent. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's do that. Awesome, we will take questions now. Jesse. Thank you so much Kelly. Um, Can you tell us, um, did what step you were working on when you decided to go um, to grad school um, affect that decision or um, how have the steps affected your uh, trajectory um, professionally or academically? Yeah, so how, have, oh yes. <laughs> Uh, how have the steps helped me in my master's degree, and when did I apply? Um, so I actually got in... After, I, I think I, I applied while I was doing the steps, and then I got in when I had finished the 12 steps. Um, I actually had applied a year prior, um, but now I kind of see that as a god shot as to, like, I didn't get in because I wasn't ready, you know. And and my sponsor had said, she was like, well, can, Kelly, you can't help someone else if you're not, you know, healthy yourself. Um, so it was very interesting because I had seen the email, like, go, like looking back a year later, I was, had seen the email that was created for me. It was, like, as if they sent me the wrong, like, like I shouldn't have been rejected. And I was, like, like that's, like, you know, God working in, like, interesting ways where I just wasn't ready. Um, but, you know, I, I really brought God into the, the master's degree where it was, like, okay, you know, you're not exactly happy in this line of work, so is there a job that you could be more of service, um, and, like, let's try it out, so it's kind of just been, like, a process of, like, just showing up each day, because I'm in my second quarter now, I got straight A's for my first quarter, which is a big, big difference than D's get degrees, Um, you know, that's how recovery shows up, Um, you know, at the core of, the master's degree, it's about, um, just showing up, like, the 12 steps have taught me, like, a way of living, of, like, just show up, like, who knows what's gonna happen, you know, who knows what's gonna happen, just be there, you know, um, do the readings, you know, I mean, the big book, you like, you know, how you have to read, like, while you're going through the steps, like, okay, we're reading a chapter, we're writing notes on it, we're highlighting, so I d- literally just translated all of that stuff that I, like, had to do with through the big book and, like, just moved it on over to school, um, I don't think I would have had that level of concentration, um, prior to that, you know, I, I don't think it would have worked out, honestly, um, which is why I thank God, like, denied me the first year, so it was, like, okay, you know, I, like, one of the speakers say, like, you know, it's never, like, what is it, yes, uh, no, not now, or, um, No, I have something better so I feel like that answer was no not now you know at that time that I didn't get it in the first year but it was for the better because I was already recovered now I was able to like actually do schoolwork Um, so I mean right now my life is very full and I'm very grateful for that you know um, I mean having a job I love having my master's degree having a relationship being in a normal body weight, like, not sitting and obsessing about food all day, having my spiritual practice, having all of my fellows, I mean, this is, this is the most, this is a life beyond my wildest dreams that I never imagined for myself, um, I, I mean, I'm just so, so grateful, um, for what this has done for me, um, and I'm, like, so excited to, like, pass on the message, and I hope if you're listening to this podcast and, you know, you're binging and whatnot, I hope that um, you reach out to one of us because we're here to help you on this journey. Um, but, yeah, so that's, yeah, I, I, so I'm finishing up my quarter, and then I'll have three weeks off. I actually worked out perfectly with the speaking because I usually have class Saturdays, so usually I can't make this meeting. Um, so I do a Saturday morning meeting, and, uh, yeah. The stars aligned with God where it was like, okay, we don't have classes today. So, yes, I can say yes to this commitment. So, things always work out. I don't know if your boyfriend is a normal person one of us, but how is it for you to work in an absence program in a relationship with somebody who has their own basis and style of being Yeah. Um, so, how do I whether my boyfriends ignore me or uh you know, in the program, you know, how do I work by food, I guess, within the relationship. Yeah. Uh, in my absence. Um so I'm very you know I was, like, definitely on my, like, pink cloud um, where it was literally the birthday party. And then that night after the birthday party is when I met my boyfriend for the first time on a, on a date in person. So I was, like, on my, like, 12-step high. So I was just, like, ready. I was, like, ready to talk about it. I was, like, yeah, I have an eating disorder. Like, I'm still in the hospitalization period, so I can't eat out, whatever. But I was, like, very open, you know, um, which was a great way to start a relationship was, like, all right, here's my shit, like or here's my things, stuff, um, and you know it, it was great. Like I, we have such a nice, um, we have such a nice bond, and it's it's built on like honesty, which is not something I brought into other relationships when they started. So he's never known me another way. Um, you know, I had I had said like, you know, there's a big tennis match happening in New York. And one of my favorite players is retiring. Oh, 10 minutes. Uh, and I was like, I got to go see her. And like, here's the impulse of Kelly coming out where it's like, we need to book a ticket in, two, in 24 hours. And then my boyfriend was like, Kelly, I've never seen the impulsive side of you. And I was like, wow. One <laughs> um, like year and a half. I was like, that's pretty good for impulsiveness. Um, because everything was impulsive a year, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, So it was just funny to reflect on that when he made that comment the other day. We didn't end up going. You know, I I took a walk and was like, all right, you know, it's okay. (laughs) I don't need to fly across the country and spend thousands of dollars to do this. Um, But, you know, that's the, uh, you know, uh, so, you know, the beauty is he also, you know, he he grew up in addiction, too. Um, He's more so, like, you know... um, an Al-Anon type of, you know, <laughs> where, you know, he, uh, definitely, um, I'm not going to diagnose him. Um, but, you know, he's very loving and very kind and we're able to bring the 12 steps into the relationship. Um, you know, and he, he has his own ways of eating, you know, but he doesn't really eat sugar and flour, which is nice, you know, and that's by choice. Like for me, you know, it's too and nail for me to not pick up that stuff unless I have a God that removes it from me. Um, so for him, it's just like an everyday thing. Like, oh yeah, I just don't eat sugar. It bothers my, it gives me brain fog. Like for me, it doesn't matter. Like I could have, I could have food going down my throat. It's cutting my throat cause I'm shoving down chips and like, I don't, I don't care because I'm an addict around it. Um, so yeah, so I, I am lucky in that sense, you know? Um, yeah, and he, he doesn't drink by choice either. So, it's not—it's nice, you know. We're in couples therapy now, um, you know, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's, um, a different way of living, you know. You know, I grew up in a family that didn't believe in therapy. You know, had issues with you know staying in the twelve steps, and um, it's a big transition for me to be like one of the first people, um, you know, to live a different way. Um, but the thing is, like. Today, I have a great relationship with the family. Um, you know, yes, I had cut my mom off for those two years. I was also getting, still very sick at that time. Um, but when I worked the steps this time around, and that healing came on, around the third step, and then I did, you know, my third amends, and my mom makes this, you know, she says, um, she's like, do you actually mean the amends this time? And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad to hear because it's, you know, but... but but, but but, I now show up in that way where it's an actual amends. It's a living amends. I, we call each other regularly. We speak. You know, there's no more pain in that relationship. Um, so that was a long answer to your question. <laughs> but, yeah, I find that abstinence, like, I don't feel like, even if, you know, I, actually, actually my day job, I'm around food and drinking all the time. Um, you know, there's donut holes. There's fried chicken sandwiches. None of it calls to me. Um, none of it, I mean, I I mean, it was like a, it was lifted, you know, that's the, very, it was very cool. Do you have any morning ritual, or prayer meditation? Yeah, yeah, so do I have a morning ritual prayer meditation? Um, So, I do my, I do about a 10 minute meditation in the morning, Um, and then I do my walking meditation, where that's usually where I'm at, talking to God, I'm, you know, saying the serenity prayer, I say the third step prayer, um, ask him to remove my defects, ask him to direct my thinking, um, and I'll do my sponsor calls in the morning, um, and my sponsor call on Tuesdays with her. Um, yeah, that's kind of like what it looks like right now. It's really healthy. I mean, it's like, you know, I I had COVID, I didn't work out for two weeks and I didn't care. Like, and I still save the same body weight. You know, it's like, um, I mean, going from literally two marathons in one year where I was like doing two workouts a day some days and, you know, being like, oh, well, I ate a pizza, so now I can't eat the next day. I mean, the insanity of what that was um, to now it's just like, I do the walking for the calmness, for the, you know, that meditate, the walking meditation. You know, I do my bike. Oh, I'll do 20 minutes. Oh, that's enough today. Um, you know, uh, what are the, oh, I do hot yoga, you know. It, it's all, it's all enough for today. Like, it, it's, it's such a switch, uh, such a shift. Um, so, if you're struggling in that area, I hope that gives you some hope for that area. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah. Um, how did I come to peace with body image? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I don't. I don't put much thought into it anymore. You know, it, it's kind of like that was also just lifted too. Where it's just kind of like, this is my body. This is what it looks like. It's fine. You know, and like, and I fit in the same clothes every day. So it's, like, there's not, like, much for me to, like, look at. And I also know that, you know, it, um, it's not helpful for me to sit and obsess about what I look like or, like, what clothes I'm wearing. It, it really, like, it's like a self-serving prophecy, you know, it, which obviously, like, a few years ago I wouldn't say it that way. I'm like, oh, well, it's important to have a good presentation, you know. But now I'm just, uh, I have a different perspective on it. So I feel like I'm very much in peace with that. You know and it's nice to have you know a partner and friends that you know, I used to be like, "Oh, what diet are we all going on together?" And now it's like I go about relationships where we're try to get to like what's actually happening with you, what's actually happening in your life, um, so that like I don't know, I, I feel like I've moved away from that. Any other questions? your ultimate change throughout like, sponsors and and you, you talked about not being really like that how all that all changed like, your, your Yeah um how has my abstinence changed throughout program so the first 2 years you know I had the uh, all foods in moderation mentality I think my first I mean yeah even with both both sponsors in those 2 years I was like oh no binging is my abstinence but like it was never clearly defined like and like the it just i i wasn't willing to like admit the step one where like you know there's two parts of the step one where it's like you have i have an allergy to certain foods that when i take them like i can't stop and then the mental twists you know and all of the and the blank spots that come with that um but Yeah, I mean, I think it was just misery that finally got me to let go of the last two, like, the two alcoholic foods that kept causing the allergy that kept me going. Um, You know, because I didn't, I didn't realize, I mean, I guess, I didn't realize it was a physical manifestation. I was like, how could you be addicted to sugar? How could you, you know, I I have to question, like, in logically, it doesn't make sense. Why can other people have it? It's like, you know, and then when I finally, like, read the book, was like, okay, like, this is life or death. Um, I was like, well, I guess, I guess this is exactly like alcohol where I can't, you know, I'm going to try to like figure out how to, oh, well, if, if there's a little bit in here, like it'll be okay, but then it always will kick off that phenomenon of craving again. And then I'm off to the races and like, yes, maybe that one day I'll just eat a cookie. But then the next day you know, maybe I'll have two cookies. and the next day, all of a sudden, I'm binging. Now, I'm back at 10,000 calories, killing myself, like, putting, you know, having thousands of dollars in delivery fees. Um, you know, that was also something I had to really look at, was the deliveries. Um, you know, would never, I would, uh, had too much of an ego to pay for the monthly subscription, and I didn't want to admit I had an issue. So, I would just pay these absorbent fees for these delivery apps, and, like, one time I, like, actually tried to calculate how much money, and it has to be, like, you know, over 10000 Like, I mean, like, significant amount. Like, oh, I could have went to school for a quarter with the amount of money I've spent on this. Um, but, you know, it took, it takes all of those things to realize I have a problem. <laughs> you know, to realize, like, okay... I have a mental, spiritual malady, like, I have this problem, this is my problem, and now it's time to, like, okay, what do I need to do to, like, deal with this? Um, So, ultimately, yeah, that and, like, the sponsor that gave me good direction in October 2020 and then helped me through the big book, got me through it quickly and thoroughly, Um, and I was willing to do whatever she said. It was... There was no, I would be like, wow, that's a stupid thing, like, in my head, and then just do it anyway. (laughs) Yay!